that. Welcome to movie number one for 31 days of Halloween 2022. We have a weird situation. We're driving in the car right now. We just got out of uh, the movie. It's called Smile. I knew absolutely nothing about this movie going in. I was completely blind. I started seeing posters for it. A little bit of uh, virility in, in its campaign. It's internet campaign, marketing campaign. Cool looking poster, which is funny because I saw a, a short called Smile at Genre Blast that dealt with rictus grinis in and of itself. But before I dive into this review, I'd just like to introduce my friend Darren, who will be popping up once again in the near future when we go to see Piggy. Darren uh, is my neighbor, uh, he's a friend, we used to work together, and we're both Alamo nuts. So, you know, because he lives literally down the hill from me, it's like, hey, you wanna go catch something? Yeah, let's go catch something. By the way, I don't know how the audio sounds on this thing, because we have a really crazy makeshift situation here. But we're being innovative. Right, we're being innovative as we drive home from the first movie. I'm gonna let Darren uh, jump in here and start us off with his thoughts and opinions about what we just watched. Darren, go ahead. So before I get into it, am I allowed to talk spoilers? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. We, we totally are gonna do spoilers. I think that the first two acts I really dug for the movie because everything felt surreal in how this entity is following this person and there's no way to know how to deal with it. And it just starts piecing it together. But I think that for me, it was hard to separate it from certain things that I've seen do it better. I felt that the opening was practically just it follows of setting up the exposition scene of saying this is all the rules this is what's going on it's gonna get you good luck so it felt very much like that but without the punch that it follows had i think that the movie although i liked most of it oh, shit. it was really too heavy on the jump scares and it felt like it was going more in the this is hollywood's version of it follows whereas it follows found a way of being unsettling and I think that's more effective in the storytelling. And then, I guess I would say, what, what do you think about that before I get into the final act? No, no, get into the final act, because I, I, okay. I finish, your, finish your thoughts, so and then I'll for dive. For the final act, there, there comes a point that starts the, the third act where CG gets involved, when CG wasn't involved leading up to that. And immediately I knew, okay, this is gonna be like the remake of it, where everything leading up to that didn't have CG and it was very effective seeing the clown make all these gestures and just natural face ticks that he was able to do and that we had that consistently throughout and then we get to the third act and now we're getting CG so I knew the final act was going to be bad shit and it was bad shit to you positive to me I was like ah, I think it's too much now I, I think it lost me there because it 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 got a little outside of the box. I felt almost like Raimi-esque that third act when the first two were not. I guess that's how that's how I felt about that. What are your thoughts? Right on. Okay, so on the uh I'm on the other side of the coin. I absolutely fucking love this movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Just blew me out of the water. You chimed in on all the things that I was thinking in terms of this is it follows this is the ring and this is it. So you have it, it follows in the ring. All the things that those things are, except just simplified. Simplified 
and streamlined. It doesn't spend any time trying to tell you, hey, this is what this thing is. You know, it's exactly what it is. It's It sets you up like it follows and it, it scares the friggin' bejesus out of you. It's always there. You know, we get the same threatening aura, but instead of something that's constantly following you at like a really slow pace, you just don't know when, you're just never safe. You're always vulnerable. And yeah. that's ultimately what the creature, this entity, its goal is to basically turn you insane. And it does so by chipping away at your sanity, ruining your life, and it takes a period of four to seven days to do so. It does the very classic story device of showing us the end and then showing us how this process happens. It's very simple, it's very minimalist, and it's very effective. I love the jump scares. We saw this movie at 10.30 at night. Yeah. We, we were both, our eyelids were getting heavy. We both wake up early in the day. So to get this jolt that I don't normally get from going to see a movie, like it's so rare for a jump scare to actually be effective. And it, it just made me, every single time it happened, it made me giggle with glee. It was exhilarating. What's interesting, again, to go back to this idea of like it and like the thing that scares you. So it's not very clear what this thing is, but what is interesting is the protagonist, she has a secret that she's been hiding. It alludes to it a little bit at the beginning. And then basically she has this idea that the only way that I can like get rid of this thing, there's there's some, and here's the other thing too, the plot, I love the structure of the plot because they, you know, everything was pretty airtight, man. It was all show and no tell in that like you watched her, we were with her and we no, there was no scene where it was like, and this is how it, this is what it is and this is how it works and blah, 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 blah. It's like we slowly figure out piece by piece what is going on and it just, nothing felt like it was spoon fed to me and I really, really respected that. So in any case, we get to the, the, the third act where basically she's like, the only way to stop this thing, you know, because the thing is it needs someone to witness it. This is a metaphor for not only mental illness, but PTSD and how trauma in and of itself can possess you and destroy you from within the corrosive acid of trauma and how, you know, it works with mental illness and how it works with PTSD. The now, can I counter that argument though? Go ahead. Because in saying that you're not spoon-fed anything, I felt like it was very heavy-handed, the whole trauma aspect. Because everyone was like, oh yeah, they had a horrible back backstory. And I also have a horrible backstory. It felt very forced, in my opinion. Uh, the, listen, in an opposite you, way. Yeah. you are you are one hundred you are one hundred percent entitled to that. There's this thing when you're watching a movie, it's suspension of disbelief. It's yeah. subjective. Everybody's suspension of disbelief works differently. Some people have a higher tolerance for certain things than other people have. Yeah. There are things that I just can never buy. I can never buy the Dark Knight because I could never buy a Batman that would want to stop being Batman. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There's never a scenario where Batman is going to stop being Batman. I can't suspend my disbelief in that scenario. Mm -hmm. In this scenario, not everything that bothered you did not bother me. I was yeah. like, I was, I was, I was sold. I was in the world. Yes. You know, I, I was, I was down. I was yeah. absolutely and down. I, I was down until the third act. I think that's when I lost it because although I said too many jump scares, they were effective. I agree with you there. They were very well done. But did we need? 
15 of them. <laughs> I, I was it's like, a little, it's a little much. I, I kept um, thinking in my head, I'm like, okay. I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, it's been a little while since there's been a jump scare. We're going to get yeah, another one. Gets you I'm like, ready. But the, at, that, at that point, those last two didn't feel effective because you're oh, like, here bro. it comes. Here it bro, comes. bro. They're like, but I was. I also mentioned, you went in blind. I think I would have appreciated the movie more if I went in blind. I saw only one trailer for this movie last week, and it gave away a lot of the big moments. It yeah. gave away the CGI scene, the first one. Are you serious? Yes, it also gave away when her therapist was actually the entity. So oh, man. two of the most effective scenes in the movie were spoiled in the trailer. This right yeah. here, what, what Darren is saying, this is a prime example as to why you need to not watch trailers. Go, go watch movies. Go in blind, as blind as possible. You know, when we get to that third act, you know, it, it's building up this idea that we've seen before. You gotta face your fear. So she goes to face her big dark secret at her at her mother's house. Her mother, she basically let her mother die. So she goes back to the house to face that fear, and she comes face to face with this entity in the form of her mother. And you know, this is typical it fair. This is Pennywise 101, right? But here's the twist that this movie pulls off that subverts any expectation of any of the sort of source material that has come before that has clearly inspired this movie. She does something that we see in Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, I would say, is another huge influence on this movie. She goes, I'm in control of her mind. As she's struggling with the entity who's shaped like her mother and sort of transforms into a really tall version of her mother and Marilyn Manson combined. <laughs> That's where it um, lost me. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it was, for me, it was, I thought that was so creepy. I was, I didn't care. CGI didn't bother me oh. at that point. I was like so sold. But she says, like, I am in control of my mind. And she breaks the arm of the entity and she sets the entity on fire and she leaves the house. And and what the entity has been trying to show from the beginning, from the moment that she was infected, cursed, whatever, from the moment the thing was passed on to her, that she was never actually in control. The entity has always been in control. And we get that descent. If you've ever seen the descent, we get the yeah. fake ending, the fake happy ending. She drives to the cop's house. And I love that the cop was like her ex-boyfriend. Like it added like this little extra layer of character and story and made it more plausible that he would be so invested. The movie is actually kind of hinged on the fact that he was an ex-boyfriend because he does all these things for her with his, you know, with his cop powers and for her and it makes sense for me it totally worked because like that's what you would do if you were still hopelessly in love with someone who broke up with you so she you know has this phony ending with the cop and then it turns out that she's right back in the house and then we see what's happened to everybody in the chain because it's a it's a chain of we see what happens to everybody basically the entity overpowers breaks your will and what happens when you start to get the smile, you literally loot, you go insane, you let your guard down, which allows the entity to crawl into your mouth. And we get to see what the entity is. And it's just the most horrible looking monster you can imagine. <laughs> and, it, and it crawls into her mouth and that's how it possesses you. And once the entity is inside of you and the smiling takes over, you are no longer you. You are now in the back seat and the entity is ready to transfer itself to feed on someone else's trauma, and they and it does that by murdering its host. 
And it's just, you know, it starts all over again. What the hell is this guy doing? Come on, what are you doing, you jabron? But I, I guess I would say that for me, for every reason that you really enjoy those pieces, I feel that this can be done more effectively if it's subtle. Like, in the counter-argument that I felt that a lot of the aspects of it were, were really forced down your throat, the ex-boyfriend scenario. I thought that would have been better if it was more subtle in you see him wave to her as if he knows her. This shows there's a friendliness there in the beginning. And then the next time you yeah, see you them no together... Idea. You have is, no idea. Yeah, but the next time you see them again, like when you, she's knocking at that door, you're like, who is it? And then she goes into them. Now you know there's a relationship. And I think that's a subtle way of doing it. There's a subtle way about talking about trauma without being like, oh, that person was crazy traumatic. That person's a nutcase. And they just constantly said those phrases repeatedly to beat it over your head for me so I by the way like, shout out to cal penn random ass cal yeah. penn from harold and kumar. kumar yeah that so, was awesome so i there. think that for me because it's hard to come to talk about this movie without making comparisons to it follows but it follows it follows did it in a subtle way and I think I wanted this I to be subtle because it felt very forced. A it lot of follows. For me. It follows. Didn't even follow its own rules. There's no yes, rules. Yes, it definitely breaks its rules. It breaks in the its third rules act. so many times. It breaks its rule in the third act. And similarly, I feel like this movie didn't break a rule in the third act, but it went in a completely different direction. It's, in the third it act established too, you know? a very yeah. simple rule, mm -hmm. and the rule is the entity kills its host mm -hmm. and then transfers into a new host. You can skip it by simply, you know, murdering someone in no, front of no, someone no, no, else. No. So here's an argument. I thought when she was driving in to this place that uh, to finally, like, get rid of the entity, couldn't she just have... If she... If no one was around, that would have ended it. But she didn't want... She was hoping to... F here's what, But here's... But this is what I thought was so brilliant about the story. She wasn't... No, she didn't want to... Her plan was that she would face down. She would face the her fears. I understand, but she the thought she was strong. Time, she thought she yeah. was stronger than it. Okay, but the entire she time she was, she was driving there, it. I was like, "Oh, she's gonna," and then it's over. We're good. It's over. It's a wrap. And then the fact that she spent hours there just for someone to show up and it get worse. It was like maybe. But that maybe, was. You but know. that was the entity. <laughs> What, that's how insidious this entity was. It was mm -hmm. like it let her think that she was in control. It let her think that she that she could defeat it. Mm -hmm. And then once she her guard was down, it came back and was able to. She was so tired at that mm -hmm. point. She's like, I just want to sleep. She was so tired. She was so beaten down mm -hmm. that that's when the entity can do its thing. Because the entity it seems, can't really hurt you until it gets inside of you. Mm -hmm. That's when it possesses you. Everything else is playing, it plays tricks on you mm -hmm. to ruin your life, to get you to lower your guard, and then it jumps in your mouth. Super simple. You know, they say there's brilliance in simplicity. Mm -hmm. I think this movie has that in spades. So go Some ahead, other go points ahead. I want to make. Yes. So one of them, she was a menace around glass, wasn't she? Yeah. She broke two glasses. She was a real And klutz. she fell into it. <laughs> and into there the was table. a point, you remember the point where she wakes up in the middle of the night and she's pointing the, the knife at her husband? Yeah. I was just imagining her just opening a cabinet and just slamming some glass on the ground. Oh my God. Because she just kept doing that. Just glass really breaking. Funny. And she breaks, breaks the, the kerosene lamp at the yeah. end too. So. But I, the other thing, going back to subtlety, I guess for me, it would have been more effective in the end if you don't show Show me what the entity looks like. I, I like being able to 
suspend myself in that way to say this is just outside of my realm of understanding there is no entity i don't need i don't, I don't need I a reasoning pretty fucking I guess good for looking me, entity it's, it's, though but i think for me it's i'd rather not see the entity i'd rather not have explanation nine times go, out of ten it's yeah. not good to see the nine out of yes. ten times it's good to not see the entity yeah this in this one out of ten time mm -hmm. the entity was satisfying enough to me Scary enough to me where I was like, oh, and then it she opens but, her mouth and I was like, oh, funny enough, that's I liked how the entity looked at the very end. I didn't that's like what I'm saying, I didn't dude. like the giant mom. You didn't like the Marilyn Manson mom, but the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, it pulls yeah. off its face, it shows what it really is. Mm -hmm. It again, we get no explanation. She doesn't go to the library, she doesn't open up some fucking old Necronomicon book. Sure. We just get she speaks to some people who have dealt with it, mm -hmm. and she's traced the, the lineage herself of the lineage of herself and that's it and mm -hmm. that worked that worked so mm -hmm. well for me i was i was happy and of course mm -hmm. perfect exposition at the beginning with the person who's dealing with the thing mm -hmm. and even she doesn't give it away she's like i'm not crazy i'm dealing with this insane situation gives just enough information for her to go and trace the thing back it worked for mm -hmm. me it was airtight yeah. so We'll, we'll talk again. We will mm -hmm. reconvene on Tuesday for Piggy yeah. and have another one of these discussions. Darren, mm -hmm. thank you so much. Thank you. This was fun.